Shulchan Arachav, we are in Simon Shin Tes Zayin. We're going to go to Halacha Yud Gimel, section 316. We're going to go to the 13th Halacha. We're going to discuss Shechita slaughtering. Halacha Yud Gimel. Shechita he me'avis malacha. Slaughtering is one of the primary categories of labor that is forbidden on Shabbos. Midoyeraisa by scriptural law. And the reason is. Because it was employed in the construction of the sanctuary. How so? Namely, says the Altarebbe, they slaughtered rams and tchashim. And the, the hides of these rams were used for the roof of the sanctuary. And in the first halach, we talked about the identity of the tchashim. And, and like the rams, the hides of the tchashim were used for the roof of the sanctuary. Continues the Alter Rebbe, V'loish chita bilvad, Ela, Kala noitel neshama, Lech and mikol mini chayo, Behema v'oif, V'dog, V'sheretz, Bein v'shchita, Bein v'nechita, Bein v'haka chayo. Not only is one who slaughters a living being liable, but so too are all who kill, literally take the soul of any species of undomesticated animal, Domesticated animal, fowl, fish, or crawling animal, whether he causes its death by slaughtering it, stabbing it, or beating it. And Allah Chaf, it talks about living beings for which one is not liable for killing. But otherwise, as Al Tarebbe says over here, um, any of these of the species we just mentioned, one would be liable uh, for taking its life. Now one who strangles a living being to death performs a derivative of slaughtering. And here the Al-Tarebbe differentiates between strangling and the three methods of killing that we mentioned previously. So he classifies uh, strangling as merely a derivative of slaughtering, as a toilda. Uh, um because an animal that is slaughtered, stabbed, or beaten bleeds to death, even when an animal is beaten to death, it dies as a result of internal bleeding. By contrast, when an animal is strangled, it dies of asphyxiation. Okay. So, based on this, if one, that if one strangles a living being to death, that's a derivative of slaughtering. slaughtering. Therefore, if one takes a fish, a dug, I mean, seifel shemaim, out of a basin of water and leaves it out until it dies, he's liable for strangling. Moreover, one is liable even if he does not leave the fish out of water until it actually dies, only until an area the size of a cella between its fins dry out. A cella is a coin from the Tamuric era with a circumference of approximately a handbreadth, 8 centimeters, or 3.15 inches, and whose diameter is approximately 2.5 centimeters, approximately 1 inch. Even if he returns the fish to the water afterwards, he's liable because from that time onward, the fish can no longer live for any prolonged period of time. Furthermore, to be liable, that area need not be completely dry. One becomes liable as soon as it dries to the extent that when one touches that area with his finger, a viscous secretion becomes attached to and drawn out by his finger. Therefore, one must be careful. 
not to tell a non-Jew to remove a fish from a barrel of water on Shabbos, even though he is afraid that it will die inside there. And the reason one cannot tell a non-Jew to remove the fish is uh, it is because it's forbidden to instruct the non-Jew to perform an activity that a Jew is forbidden to perform. perform. Now, why, what is the person worried about? That if the fish is not taken out, after it dies, the water will become putrid and unfit for use. But nonetheless, one may not, as we just mentioned, tell a non-Jew to remove this fish um, from the barrel of water. All of the above applies with regard to removing a fish from a place where it was already captured and ready to be taken. In other words, there's no need to catch it, like it's already in a basin or in a barrel of water. If, however, he takes the fish from a place where it must first be caught, for example, a river or a pool, he's liable for trapping even if he immediately transfers it to a container of water. And we should point out that the person is not liable for slaughtering unless the fish remains out of the water long enough to suffer harm. Nevertheless, he is liable for trapping. Okay, even if he does not grasp the fish with his hands at all, but scoops it out of the water with a basin filled with water, he is liable for trapping. The rationale is that once the fish is in the basin, it no longer needs to be trapped at all. This concludes Allah Yud Gimel and today's share.